podcast one time on the way back from Kelowna. Why did it fail? Um, I don't know if it was like, here, let's put this up. The air conditioning may have been blowing on it, or it was in the wrong spot, or it, it was on auto, so the levels went really high, and then they went extremely low and stayed extremely low for the rest of the podcast, so... Try this. Yeah. Podcast from a car. It might have a very pleasing sound, what we're hearing right now, this like general hum of being. Some of the ones that Leon's done in a car worked out pretty good. We need to ask him where he puts his thing. Yeah. Where he puts his recording device. So it's 84. Is it 847? Yeah. It's 847 in the morning. And it's a beautiful summer day in Canada. June 8th. Not a single cloud in the sky. No. And it's since it's Monday, there's a lot of people at work right now. We're not. <laughs> and this highway is pretty chill for the summertime. Super chill. Pretty chill. We're on the Coquihalla Highway. This highway was established in... <laughs> Please, tell us the history of this highway, Joey. <laughs> I wanted to go down that road, but I don't actually know. <laughs> But it's a beautiful. It drive. is fairly recent, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, there was uh, like in the last. 10 we years. had a sticker on the Subaru that I ended up crashing with you and Dana in it. Yeah. Uh, that said, I drove the Coquihalla Highway, so it was when I was like five or six or seven. It was like a thing to have like a bumper sticker that you drove the Coquihalla, and it had the toll booth. Yeah. Which they just took away, but it was a faster way of getting from the west coast toward the east coast because originally it was uh you drive through the canyon which is a lot more treacherous and like no double lanes way better scenery though the scenery on the on the coke is pretty fucking good but yeah the scenery on the other way is still really good as well and, um, but you should probably tell the story of when you crashed your Subaru. <laughs> no. <laughs> that one's really good. No, I can't. Yeah. I still haven't told my dad, so if he listens to this, he'll oh, know no. the truth. <laughs> you didn't, you're, you're lucky I didn't bring it up in my wedding speech then. That was actually... Even told you I that. had actually thought about it in my <laughs> wedding speech. Because, yeah, to bring it up to... In that moment, it would have dissipated... It wasn't that bad, but okay. It was the first week of getting my license. And I can get ener- energy or silly bursts. And, uh, <laughs> silly bursts. And, uh, I love those silly bursts. And obviously, I know now not to do it while being in a vehicle, but I, I had my license for a week, and we would go to the downtown movie theater every Tuesday for $2 or five cheap movies. Yeah, $2 movies. Yeah, and it would be like, I would go with like Caputo or Caputo and Dana or you and Caputo and Dana. You know, like, are you going to the show? We would always be like, are you going to the show? People don't know who Caputo is, but but I think they get a good um, idea of who Caputo is just based on his name. Like, we would go with Caputo. Caputo, yeah. You guys went with Caputo. He has a trick in Under Canadian Skies. And that's, so that's on Vimeo and YouTube. If you want to look that up, there's a friend section and there's a guy who tries to jump off of a roof in Solomon's. A really high roof. Jesus. What was really funny about that is he was convinced 
he didn't have a shock absorber in one of his skates and I remember being like, that's ridiculous. Why would your skates only come with one shock absorber? And it turned out there was only one shock absorber. So he jumped off the roof and one of his skates didn't even have a shock absorber in it. Oh, so no. I don't know if he burst his heel, but oh. anyway, we, it didn't matter what movie you would go to either. You sometimes wouldn't even look at what was playing. You would just, it was more about just going to the movies for a social thing. Something to do. Yeah, and all the all the young kids would go. Yeah, like all it's like the, the shit to do. And so you, all, you saw all the hot girls from the other high schools and stuff. Oh, yeah. So weird to think about that. So if you had to go back in time and watch yourself go through the process of oh, no. going to that movie. We did discover some gems. I remember I knew nothing about Office Space or Big Lebowski, and I remember seeing both of those movies without seeing trailers or hearing anything about them and being blown away. So I did have some good experiences. But this particular time when I had just got my license, uh, we watched Forces of Nature with um, Sandra Bullock and Ben Affleck. Wow, you remember that. I have a crazy memory. Jesus. And, uh, movie was not so good. <laughs> what? Sandra Bullock? How can you go wrong? Girls really like her. She's She can be tough and likable at the same time. Well, she's she's, had she's some, in some bad She's movies. had some hardships in her relationship as well, and oh, so the public relate. really roots for her. So, after this movie, I think it was me, you, and Dana. Was Randy? I don't know if Randy was there. I think it was just me, you, and Dana. Yeah, I think it was me, you, and Dana. And for some reason, I guess I was stoked, like, there was a certain amount of freedom, like, we had just gone to the movies, I drove us down, I was, I remember, like, still anxious driving at that point, but excited to have this monumental moment in my youth, so I remember just being really, like, silly in the car, I was yelling and, like, and, like, bouncing back and forth as we were pulling out of the parking lot of the movie theater, just really stoked, yeah. and then... It just so happens that as we were going up the street, while I was being silly in the car, in front of the 7-Eleven, we saw Jordan and Justin Coles. They probably went to the movies too. <laughs> yeah. They probably had just walked to Sev. <laughs> walked to Sev. And I rolled down the window, still being silly, and I just yelled, Jordan! And in the middle of yelling, smash! <laughs> Smashed into the car that was turning into the 7-Eleven that was in front of us. I s smashed into the car going not super fast, like 40 or 50 or something like that. Yeah. And it's it's like such a such an accident that that would happen in the first week of getting your license because you're being an irresponsible teenager with a lot of energy. And I'm just glad it happened then instead of something way like if I was yelling on the highway or something like that, you know, it could have been way worse. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, jo Jordan and Justin saw it. I always wonder what it looked like from the other angle. And we ran into probably other young people, I think. It was like young people. And she got out and she was like, what the hell? Or what the fuck, man? But then saw that it was. We were a bunch of young people that I had accidentally rear-ended them. She was actually pretty cool about it. They were like holding onto their necks and stuff. I think Jordan and Justin ran up and were like, are you okay? And I remember it was shocking being in the car yeah. like, is everyone okay? And then, 
yeah, I don't know. After that story, I, I tried to tell my dad that like I just wasn't paying attention. I think I may have said a version of it where I did see Jordan and I went to wave at him, but distracted. I, yeah, yeah, I kind of downplayed the fact that I was being an idiot teenager. Teenagers, man. Yeah. Oh, but, but it's almost good that that you that that happened and nothing too bad happened, like you said, like no one got seriously hurt or nobody. Yeah. Like some teenagers they don't get to learn that lesson; they just die, and that's yeah. It. So you got to go through that really embarrassing experience and and say, okay, now now I know that's possible. So when I drive, I need to be a little bit more uh, aware of what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, then it went the pendulum swung all the other way because I couldn't. I remember I was so fucked up from that because I didn't want to drive for the longest time. Yeah, I didn't drive for I think two months or something. <laughs> you had PSD. <laughs> yeah, PTSD. PTSD from, from driving because I was naturally like. I was always quite a cautious person, so for something to actually... I'm, I'm the type of person to always think about, overthink shit, and think about the worst scenario, and then with the, the first week of having my license for something bad to happen, happens. then my personality thinks about, well, every time I drive a car now, once a week something, you know, yeah. I go to that place. But it was... Yeah, well, if you've been driving for a week and that already happened, it's like, okay, once a week... <laughs> That's gonna happen. <laughs> Fuck, that's... I don't like these odds. But, looking back, it's just one of those really important life lessons. Everybody's gonna go through those weird little life lessons. Not not crashing into somebody with the car, but everybody's gonna fuck just up. Do something so it's just one of those parts of my teenage years that is like a key, a really key moment yeah. of learning. Yeah. But I, I ended up driving a car. Again, I think I had to pick up my sister at um, the college or something. And I so clearly remember that first time, like, driving in a car when I didn't want to. And it, But it feels like you're climbing up this huge mountain when you're finally doing it. Yeah. And then ever so slowly, it just gets back to normal. Yeah, it gets normal. Yeah. To this day, I still get made fun of for driving, like, a, a grandpa. You've gotten a lot better being cautious, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to be like it was except it was really bad. <laughs> like you drove very slow. <laughs> I remember Dallas like getting mad because I think we were trying to follow him. We were in Calvary or something, and he he didn't want to go say anything to you, but he came up to me. He's like, "Why is Joey driving so slow?" <laughs> in that situation, it's just like get somebody else to drive and I'll be way better like even mentally for the rest of the day yeah so yeah I have got way better much better it's just also relaxing into being a person yeah but everybody has their different anxieties I remember driving for the longest time was was my thing like I, I remember uh, it would have been me driving to Vancouver or something and and getting up and it's raining and then I would phone you and basically be like oh, I don't think I want to go yeah and be like, we're fucking going <laughs> which because I didn't want to drive <laughs> I still get anxiety driving like I had to drive uh, my father-in-law's truck yesterday oh, to, like to the dump 
and I still get anxious driving other like, people's other people's cars. Like yeah. oh, well, trucks. I'm not used to driving trucks. I usually drive like a smaller vehicle. So driving a truck, it just kind of feels like there's more surface area to bash into shit. Yeah. So it's like, oh god. And then if you have to like back into like I had to back into the dumping area. Oh, like I can do it, but but I was still I still get a little bit anxious about it. Parking. I don't understand in Kamloops there's so many badly designed parking lots. People are really good at parking those big giant trucks. Jesus. You do get the feeling though why people love dri- driving the big trucks. Like I did drive up on curbs and shit. Yeah. And I understand why people just go in trucks because you're higher feel up. And you feel very powerful. Yeah, you feel more important. You feel very manly. Kamloops is definitely a truck town. Yeah. How did we get on the subject of the of the, the, the crash? Yeah. Saying something. How did the crash came up? The Subaru crash because the Coca-Cola sticker. Oh yeah, that's right. I had the Coca-Cola sticker on. Yeah. So which brings us back to this present moment. And that did we get everything out of the story? I think we did. Well, yeah. I we're driving to Hope, which is uh, pretty much halfway between Kamloops and Vancouver, and some people are driving from Vancouver to meet us in Hope. Um, Leon. Mike Torres? I think so. I hope so. Um, Grant. Grant. And Tim Adams. And Tim Adams. And are the Young Wizards coming? Oh, probably. That'd be awesome. That'd be yeah, awesome. Very exciting. Stuart and Colin came. <laughs> hope is one of those, uh, like, I don't know, like a legendary park. We would stop there if we were driving to Vancouver and it was nice enough, it wasn't raining, we would stop there and skate for a little bit and the sessions were, it was like Sycamoose, where they're always fun, like get out of the car and roll around. It's this old, weirdly designed, like mid-1990s or maybe like later 90s park. It's got really weathered, grippy cement because Hope is at such a high elevation. It gets a lot of snow and, and rain, so it's not like smooth skate park cement. But that was all. That was one of the things that made it so fun, is it felt different than other skate parks. Yeah, the grippiness is nice because it's still smooth, but you can really grip to it. I've almost landed a 900 there. Yeah, this park has a lot of history. It was in yeah. some of our early videos. It's been in. Uh, fuck the last time I would have skated this would have been the shots in better than baseball. So you did double abstract 540 out of the bolt. Did we use that? Is that in the video? I think so. And then I did a med spin 720 and then I yeah. crack a... Or wait, someone cracks a beer. Yeah. You did. And my sister was there. Yeah. Yes. Are we all going to a concert? to Radiohead or something? That was the last time for me. You probably skated it. So that's a long time ago. Yeah. I, did, I landed my first disaster 360 soul on the box. In a spin. After uh, I must have fell like eight times. That's a great shot. <laughs> yeah, it's in. It's in How to Be Unpopular a lot. Yeah. The first How to Be Unpopular video and it's in it's in like all the videos. 
except for any of the newer ones. It's not. Yeah, we haven't skated for quite a while. But it's we have always talked about it. That's the most exciting part. Yeah. Actually, I I roll around on it once in a while when I'm driving to and from Vancouver, but just like, nothing crazy. No, just a very short roll around. Nothing too crazy. Just a chill nothing sesh. Too crazy. Are you concerned about wearing a helmet in the hot weather? Yes, this is going to be the first. I'm concerned about just hot weather today. Yeah. It's funny to think that we were we were skating in freezing temperatures. It doesn't even feel like that long ago we were ska skating in freezing cold temperatures, and now we're in smack dab in summertime. Yeah. Skates feel way better in the heat. As long as they're not too soaked with sweat, but I like the feeling of skates that are warm and soft plastic. Oh yeah, it's gonna... skates always grind better. Not that we're doing grinds, but they always slide better. I was gonna say, um, I love in this heat that the warm up is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot easier to warm up. That uh, those winter sessions, sometimes it would take like. You'd still be like doing stuff and trying stuff, but it, it doesn't feel like everything's coming together. No, because your body's actually cold. Not even not warmed up, like cold. Your skates like are cold. You're, you're shivering. Are cold. Oh, god, that's a jeez. I want to see if they make that boot dryer in like a a portable version that you could put like a car thing in it and then dry your your liners between sessions yeah because that product has changed my life Todd yeah you gotta get one Pete boot dryer well I like that about in warm weather when it's like really hot and sunny you can pretty much take your skates off and put them on the ground pointed towards the sun and they'll dry off pretty quick are you sure yeah. I have really bad memories of putting like rims back on that felt twice as heavy because they're soaked in sweat they, well, yeah, I guess there's more sweat because it's hot. You're sweating. Well, more. I haven't, with these, now that we're skating really dense liners, I'm not sure what to expect today, but I know that I'm going to sweat a lot at this first spot. We're going to drive half an hour, and then I'm going to find out what, what's going to happen here. Yeah. So how many perks are we hitting today? Um, I think with the timing that we have, we're we're gonna hit three. I wanted to do some like street skating in Harrison because it's seven minutes away from Agassiz, but yeah. we might not have time. We're gonna ditch this banana. Yeah, it stinks like. I littered, but it's biodegradable. Yeah, that's not littering. The smell of it was bothering me. Like a, the smell of a. Old I had that. Banana peel. Uh, I have a thing I can't. I don't throw out banana peels like in the office gar garbage can. I throw them out somewhere else. Yeah. I can't stand like coming in two or three hours later and that. Yeah, they stink. Gross. They? Yeah. It's, I don't know why it's such a bothersome smell, but it is. It really is. I guess because there's a lot of moisture in banana skin. Like, banana skin is very offensive. Like, have banana you Banana skin. I never think of it that way. Like, Aubrey will eat bananas, but one time she grabbed the banana and, like, tried to eat it, like, without oh. peeling it. And, like, banana skin 
tastes really bad. What happens if you, I mean, because traditionally we peel the skin off, but can you eat the skin? It, it tastes really bad, so I'm assuming it's, usually when things are that bitter, there's a reason why it's that bitter, like you're not supposed to eat it, but I don't know if it's necessarily poisonous, but I don't know, you might get sick. Bananas. I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of bananas. Like, no, I they're just, them. they're convenient though. They're That's convenient the only and, and they are healthy, so I'll like, I'll eat it because it kind of fills you up. Yeah. But they're not, I don't think they're that good. No, they're not. Maybe if they're perfectly ripe, like if a banana yeah. is perfect, perfectly in that Goldilocks yeah. zone, but they're, that they're, window is really small. They're really gross if they're greenish. Oh, not ripe enough? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or a little bit brown. A little bit brown. Oh, like a little bit too soft. What was it? Uh, when we were on the ski trip, Kayla was eating a really, really brown banana. And oh. he said he preferred it that way because it's sweeter and sugary. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's why those bananas are really good for making banana bread. Because they're like really sweet and sugary. Or if you take a bite into an apple and it has like the texture of a pear. Oh, soft. And it just like falls apart in your mouth. Yeah. There's no crispiness oh. at all. Fruit, fruit can be so good if it's perfectly ripe or it can, it can be all bad. Like, oh yeah. A pear, like a pear that's not ripe enough, like it's too hard. No good. I always do, like I'll do the thing at the grocery store where I'm checking, but sometimes I'm just pretending that I know what I'm doing. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know, I know it's either, if it's soft, then it's not good, or avocados or whatever, obviously there's a certain point, but like, there's probably some apple wizards who can, even like the the smallest hints of change of firmness, they know exactly oh, what are the right apples. I fucking don't know. I don't know at all. I've been really enjoying watermelon lately. Watermelon's good? Like when it's cold and from the fridge. Did you bring some? No, I didn't. Should have. Yeah. We're filming for Big Wheels 3. Yeah. This is big because we haven't, uh, we took a road trip to Kelowna where we tried to record that podcast kind of late in the filming for Big Wheels 1 and then I don't think we were able to really take any trips for Big Wheels 2. So it's exciting that we're able to do this so early on. Very exciting. In the filming process. And I think it's going to give a good uh, a good boost. Yep, definitely. Well, Leon hasn't filmed at all for Big Wheels 3. No, he might not have a section. I'm sure he will. Yeah. He seems, uh, he seems pretty casual about the filming. Yeah, I don't know. He's also filming for Watch the Game. That's true. Yeah, he's secretly... Better bust some shit. He's secretly phasing out Big Wheels 3. Oh. So we have fresh spots. This is another problem today. So... We're bringing the camera. Mike and crew will have a camera, and I wonder if Colin's gonna bring his camera. A lot of cameras. Yeah. A lot of visions. <laughs> a lot of um, clashing goals. We gotta get everybody on the same page. Yes, we do. 
I actually told Colin's really excited to come on the tour at the end of the month. I yeah. told him, don't worry about bringing your camera at all. Just enjoy skating and not having to worry about it. And he's actually sounded really stoked. It is really fun if you're used to always bringing the camera and you're going on something where someone else is worrying about the camera, it's really fun. Yeah, so, you just get to skate, enjoy yourself. Why don't Mike, obviously he wants to make a edit of their time up here, so I don't think Colin would bring his camera then, we'll find out. We'll see. But yeah, Mike seems like myself where if there's a there's ambition attached to trips where you want to make something out of it totally so and are they coming back um i don't think so well leon like i asked leon if if they were um but he has like an order that he has to go pick up or something uh, today so um but are, did you mean, are they coming back at some point? Yeah. Um, I don't know. They should. Yeah, I t thought it would have made sense to do it today. Yeah. Hydrogens are just my favorite. 
Yeah. It's not like anybody's. I don't think I wrote in this article that I hope Seba and Undercover make it. But anyways, what I wrote about the Seba Deluxe, why it was my favorite, that was like a huge thing was the core, the bearing clicking it. But I also loved how they had the right amount of like they weren't too soft, they weren't too hard, and because the core was so big, they had this really nice bounce to them, where um, it didn't feel like they they absorbed so much of the impact. You know how like in the Street Invaders, they almost felt a little cushiony? A little soft, yeah. 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 These, these had this like really nice bounce, but you could slide and they were fast. You could bash into shit and it didn't feel like the wheel was shaking or anything. Like even the tiniest little bit moving inside of the skate. They made the most solid like landing sound. Yeah, they did. Um, and it's exciting that those are available in 72. Why I'm excited is because I want to put those in my bigs and see and have 7 Deluxe in my GC bigs. Are you going to skate your GC bigs ever in life? Well, the reason I didn't like them is because the wheels that I wanted to skate didn't fit very well. I was skating good in them, we both were, but that fucking crackling sound that they made because the wheels weren't sitting properly in it. So I'm hoping the Seba Deluxe fit really nice and smooth and don't make any annoying sounds. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Joe Gary's not sold on uh, 72 millimeter for for grinding. Finding I'm the distance between that my aggressive setup or a aggressive setup is just for grinding now for me. So I don't need 72 millimeter wheels. Yeah, I think 60 is is a good size for aggressive. Because yeah, it's aggressive isn't about rolling. It's as much as it's just about grinding, rolling a little bit, rolling a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, like I don't want a lot of the stuff that I do at the skate park now. If I'm going just skating by myself and rolling around, I don't really need to do many grinds. So, and then I put my aggressives on, or Joe Gary does, and. I want to do a bunch of the things that I do in my big wheel setup, and then I just get discouraged because they feel like shit. Like I go to wall ride the hubba, yeah, and my skate just kind of plinks up against it for a millisecond. This like shitty little aggressive wall ride, ugh, <laughs> where like plastic scrapes a little bit. Yeah. So I've kind of broken it down where, yeah, if I'm skating a box or a ledge with somebody in the skate park, like if I know I'm going to be doing a grinding session or coping or something like that, then for sure that's aggressive, but everything else. It's almost better to have that like super contrast. Yeah. Like the really small wheels, because there is a, it, it, it's, they are crazy stable because they're so small. Yeah. Like it's really easy to land stuff because they're so small. And now I'm all fucked up because I would, I would skate a super long, aggressive frame if it was natural rocker. Hmm. Not, not, not saying that everyone's preference should be that way, but I would yeah. probably have more fun. Not a super long, but way longer than I skate now. Interesting. 
kind of like I didn't know what Frank was talking about that one time but he said he would skate a super long frame rocker like he would he would test as, as long as you could possibly go and yeah. I totally understand where where he's coming from now yeah because for a long time we opted for as short a frame as we possibly could because yeah. we were skating flat which makes sense but if you if they're rockered then they can be longer and still feel maneuverable and not have that like ski feeling yeah I, yeah I, I'm on board with that and and grinds would feel way more solid because you yeah. got more surface well think just like style wise you could do some really interesting like back seat front seat landings where you come off of a trick and yeah. you could be leaning way back but be in complete control not like full-on like skiing but I just I've learned so much watching how they use their technology and then hearing Frank say that the two kind of match together and then yeah me being so silly that I thought yeah short frame short frames are the way to go but all it was was it was me saying not short frames were the way to go, but it was actually I like a short turning radius. Yeah, short turning radius, exactly. So I don't care about if I if I lean. Yeah, like you lean forward and back on those short frames, and they almost feel dangerous. There's a couple things like there's some switch ups and things. Royale to alley top solos really easily on a short frame. Ooh. <laughs> or uh, torque. Hey, some people decide on their skate based on if they can do that trick well or not. I can I can tell you one other thing I've learned. I'm not switch ups are not that important for me. They're part of skating man. It's still skating man. No switch ups aren't that important. No. It feels good to bust out a Royale Tally topsole once in a while. Yeah. But it, 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 it if you were to do that trick every day wouldn't feel that good. But think of how solid the alley-oop topsole would be on a longer frame, or the alley-oop fish. Very solid. Very solid. Like, you could hold alley-oop fishes. Yeah, alley-oop fishes would feel really good with a long yeah. frame. And then Frank was right about another thing, that these two things have stuck with me. One, he said he would skate the shit out of a, a long frame with a rocker on it because yeah. he skates everything rocker. Two, when he was explaining that he would attach another cuff onto his skate so it would almost bend it like two points so he could be doing like a front torque and instead of the pressure being on like the outside of his ankle, there would be support and he could hold shit for longer. I totally am starting to understand that now for grinding skating something with a higher liner it's almost easier to hold the grind position because you have support like it, that your shit is bending but it's still being supported higher up right. whereas if you're bending right at the ankle your foot's like kind of twisting inside of the skate yeah and you don't want that yeah that's why a lot of good shit went down in, in those razors that have the like high, super high yeah. uh, cuff the, with the shima yeah on the back yeah they should have put a velcro strap on that shit you think yeah maybe it's not that important like it doesn't have to be done up tight yeah if it's there but just to hold it like solid at the top again like trying ski boots I've realized how important that uh, just a little bit of support is yeah I think that's a realization I came to was that you don't want you don't want because you want 
it to feel uh, loose and flexy, but you want the top of the boot to, to be tight onto your leg. You don't want it to be loose and your leg moving around in the boot. Yeah. You want it to feel tug around, snug around your leg, but then flex well oh, with yeah. it tight around your leg. Yeah. Instead of having it loose. Like I used to skate my shadows, like I'd have them really tight on the mid strap um, and then really loose around the top. Oh, but and, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's actually, no, you don't want that. No. You want a skate that, that you can do up tight, but moves the way you want it to yeah. when it's done up tight. Definitely. It's crazy. I've changed so much that way. Like, I used to be such a believer in, in cuffless rims, but I, I'm starting to think that a skate that style would have to be designed so perfectly for it yeah. to be supportive in the right ways that if you were skating a lower cut cufflet with a really severe V cut it just needs to be it needs to be so supportive side to side yeah and for a skate like that you want a super small frame with like 55 mil wheels yep <laughs> that's why the my first pair of rims worked so well is I had a short 50-50 frame with like I skated really small wheels on it and then yeah the first gen it had a like a stiff kind of tongue and really stiff supports on the side so yeah rems just kind of got i can see like how rems have evolved totally makes sense now that they made it they made the liner higher now um and they're a lot more supportive than they used to be it makes a lot of sense yeah. nils nils johnson's might want to do the podcast when I'd be able to get him on really? the podcast. Yeah. Nils? And I was like, does he speak good English? And then apparently he speaks perfectly good English. I don't know why I just assumed that he didn't speak very good English. Who were you talking to about Nils? Kato. Is that pronounced properly? Nils? Nils? I don't know. Nils? Someone can correct us. Yeah, that would be cool. There's, yeah, I have to do some podcasts. Podcasts are tough. It's yeah. tough to arrange. Well, we'll go through like Streaks, yeah, because there's been many on the go right now. Yeah, uh, Dan Liefeld, Kevin Dowling, Frank Stoner is going to be coming up this week, and even Sweet. just solo podcasts, or even like we haven't done me and you in quite yeah. some time. But we haven't because we'll we'll skate if we have the time. We'll skate. Yeah. We're gonna skate, man. Yeah, for sure. But this skating is perfect. Is top priority. There's time between the skating that we have to get to the destination. Yeah. And Rod really wants to come on the podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, I got that yeah. message. Yeah. Fuck. Do you think he would do... How much time would he go for? Um, he seems pretty keen. I think he would do like a full two hours. Did he say what he wanted to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> I think he... He wants to talk about me a little bit. Like... Really? I think he really doesn't like my skating. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, he doesn't like your skating very much either, but me especially, like, he's really, uh... Because I guess I influenced him a lot, like, in the early days. Like, back in, like, OK Buddy and Better Than Baseball, he really looked up to me. Yeah. Like, um, really modeled his skating, like, after me. Like, I was a huge influence. Yeah. And then for him to see what I'm doing now, he finds it just really depressing. It's funny, though, because <laughs> Rod, I saw him in the box edit. And in the Hot Dogs Gods parking, I saw what he did, and he's not like, he's not as straightforward as he thinks he is. He definitely, that, no. the cross-legged thing, 
like the whatever that thing's called that Colin does and you see like Nick Lomax just did it Dustin's starting to do it so I don't know why that to me that seems very unorthodox for him to do but I it's guess it's funny because yeah he's he's incorporating like some of the stuff that we've brought out or some of the big wheels have like created some new tricks so he'll like take some of those tricks and incorporate it into aggressive skating but uh he just he, he really he he loves grinding like he's a grinder blader yeah and um he finds it really disappointing that we don't do enough grinds has he tried the setup yet no no he has no interest too bad. He just he he doesn't he doesn't get it. What has he been like? What is he into? I guess you don't talk like tech to him. What, techno, like what skates? No, just like what has he been inspired by lately? And I mean, he's focusing so hard on what you're doing. Yeah. He should. Well, he, he he sees it. You know, he follows it. He's not inspired by it. He he. He told me that he, when he was watching like wizard frame testing, he, he started crying. Really? Like, yeah. Like he he really finds it disappointing to see like his his idols like skating that way. He, I don't know. I I'd, I'd be excited to talk to him because that sounds like some, like a much deeper issue if he's crying. Maybe watching wizard frame testing. That yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But he's like, he's super stoked on skating. Not not really any, he doesn't watch skating. He's super, super stoked on his own skating. Like he, he's, he's been really successful. I don't know if people don't know, but he was in like, he was in like Coke commercials. He's doing really well. He's got a condo in New York. Really? Yeah. I'll have to ask him about it. All from skating. Really... Like he skates like full time. No. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And he's balling as fuck. Oh, I have to tell you, the obvious, like, uh, someone at work was looking up all the video game, like, the, the people who were in the voting, you know, yeah. like, all the names. Yeah. And my coworker is like, so who's the who's the one, like, the guy? And then I was like, Chris Happy's probably the guy that you want to look up. And then, yeah. I'm like, he, he does Nitro Circus, whatever. So then he looked it up. Best fucking answer. He was watching Nitro Circus. Yeah. And then he was like, he's kind of in his 40s, but he looks younger. The guy who was watching is like, yeah, but what does he do for work? What does he do? <laughs> like, he will. <laughs> to this, to him, Nitro Circus was not a job. Like, yeah. That that was not a career for somebody to have in skating. So you could tell this, my coworker, that like, this guy is the best in the world, but to him, that doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, be the best in the world, but what do you actually do for, like, your job? So, oh, yeah, like, a lot of people don't even believe that you can... What, you just skateboard? That's that's what you do? But there's people who make, like, a lot of money just Yeah, but even then, he was like... To him, it was like, sure, Nitro Circus is great, and I'm sure he's making money, but is he making enough money to, like... Is he that's what he's going to do for, like, 10 or 20 years? That's kind of the place he was coming from. Like, what does he... Does he have like a business or does he run a company or and it was really yeah, yeah. funny to hear I think that is funny. people are so uh, so uh, got all their chips in on the dream or what what exists of the dream and wants to hold people up on a pedestal but I love hearing that like the boom like the reality shot 
being like, even if you were at the top of your game on Nitro Circus, you would still have to have other stuff to fall back on. It's oh, terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Well, the reality is there's just certain things that you can only do for so long. Like, fighting. You can only fight professionally for maybe 10 years if you're, like, really lucky. Or, like, anything that's stunt-oriented. Or launching the, the, the Mega Ramp. That has, like, a shelf life. Um, so, you either, you either fucking get rich while you're doing it. Or, yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do something else. We could crowdfund. Uh, it's fu- it's funny though because life is very long. Yeah. But 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 the thing is like switching up like halfway through like starting a new career when you're 40 is very. I mean, people do it all the time. Yeah, I could see Happy doing the Nitro Circus like longer than many people. I think he's kind of like a super athlete. Yeah. So I I don't see him having to worry about having a career or I'm sure what money he's making he's probably smart with it that would be a really good movie a movie like The Wrestler but on like a 45 year old Chris Haffey that's still doing Nitro Circus it shows him in the back room like before the show like icing his knees and like doing drugs and he's got like really long straggly hair (laughs) he's like I'm going out there again that's fucking Razor Ramon documentary so good damn but like Okay, and it, here's here's the thing: is like, yeah, those stories are really depressing, and and it's really hardcore. Like, what happens when you go 100% down that road? But like, there's a lot of depressing lives out there that you might not be able to make a movie out of. But people work like really shitty jobs that they really don't like for years and years and years, and. It's like, what is better, like, taking this kind of safe road and doing something mediocre, or, like, just going for it and, and running the, running, driving the car right into the rocks and just, like, you know, living the rock and roll. Like, what, what's better? It's, it's a choice. Exactly. My coworker's... There's no easy answer. Yeah, you're so right. My coworker, his comment came from his own personal filter of, like, right. I think he's worked in universities for a really long time and got... I think a pretty solid job at a young age and so that's his it's awesome to hear that perspective yeah but then there's people who would hear that perspective and be so far on the other end of the spectrum yeah it sounds like hell to them yeah yeah and I the, think there's some people who would never fucking live in a van for three months or a year and just skate parks and not take on jobs and not worry about it like people can't deal with not having the security yeah which is its own tragedy really but and you can't have both is the most frustrating part I, I yeah per- that is frustrating personally I like um, I like little dips into the like little dips into being a degenerate like yeah I love the idea of yeah going on the skate tour and pretending that I'm living that that is my life but then I get to go back home right it's really nice yeah I just think I just think longevity is so important. Yeah, I, I really don't wanna. I wanna have a long life of maybe I'll experience things slower and more infrequently. Yeah, <laughs> but just getting to be in your fifties and sixties and having 
people around you that have done those things with you. Like, that just seems like such a glorious place to, to get to. Yeah, I completely agree. That's... I know I... I gave up a lot of what I thought things would be when I was younger. A lot of, like, how I thought my life would be. But I gave up certain things in order for that long-term plan. Yeah. I've said before that the way my... I've set up my life now is to chip away very slowly at a goal I may have wanted, like, faster when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. And now, how I say dropping into that, towards that goal, like, here and there, but still going really hard on it, and just only tapping into that energy for short amounts of time, and then going on and doing regular yeah. life stuff, and the then going back like, into the it. The thing I like, I like about that approach is that you don't get you don't get burnt out on it. One, you can get heartbroken get, so quickly that yeah. way too. In this way, like, you, your soul just burns for it. Like, when you go, like, a week without being able to do it or whatever, um, and only get to do it once in a while, you just want to do it so bad, and when you go out, there's just a certain energy that Thank you're God. so fucking stoked. It's not like you're, you're taking it for granted. It's not like just another day. It's, like, it's very special... So I think slow-mo was really onto something that, like, the the sample at the start of Big Wheels 2 that people aren't on, like, where is everybody? They're, I don't know how we said it, but they're not in the churches. Yeah. They're in the mountains. They're at skate parks. They're skiing. That's like our, you know, Blade God. Although Blade God's a joke, it's a really good joke to explain if you're at there's, a there's a truth to it. If you're at an empty skate park in the morning before you go to work, you're oh definitely God. at some form of your own personal little church. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. It can be such a good thing for your for your soul, for your life. But of course, if you're going but to if church every day, and if and if you're getting paid to go to the church and you're doing things oh, and that then you're pushing you're the praising church. in a way that you're. you're might yeah. your soul might not be aligned with like if you if instead of like going to the skate park and having like a going and entering the zone for 40 minutes before you go to work if you if you had to go go to a nitro circus show and launch the mega ramp i mean you might be really into doing the mega ramp you might really enjoy it but if you have to go do it like every day and it's your job and it's and you're responsible for it you're not going to tap into the same yeah. play god every single time and it's gonna get uh it's gonna it's it's gonna get tainted yeah it must be really interesting to like think of if you're on nitro circus when do you skate for fun and leisure yeah or do you do you you might you might not because you need a you need a break from it. I saw happy skating skate person. Break. You saw him skate in person. No, no, I, I interrupted you. But no, it's okay. skating wouldn't be the same. You were saying um, it might not. It definitely wouldn't be all the time. I mean, sometimes it would be. Still ended up going out getting footage for the third feet. Yeah, still did it. Still did it. Still did it. But yeah, watching Happy Skate in person, I said that guy lives in the zone. Yeah, he really does. I know. I never got to see like 
I think I got to see Steve Nash play basketball live once, but I don't really remember it. Um, but I imagine watching like Michael Jordan play in his prime, I'm sure half he has a little bit of that, what I got to see when he was skating. It seemed like he was just happy at the park and nobody else. And he was just killing it. Yeah. He didn't really need to warm up. He just, he was already he was there. on point. Yeah. Which is really crazy. Yeah, he, he's very inhuman. Like, he's, like, still really cool. 
Yeah. And he still has a good career somehow? Yeah. How how did that happen? Uh, just the right connections, probably. Like, he just has the right look. Yeah. Yeah, the up. look is right, yeah. I think he's really talented, too. He's really good at drumming. Apparently. He went down in that plane crash and didn't die, too, so he could be a robot. Crazy. Yeah, would you, um, if you could get into a plane crash and you knew you were gonna survive and with minimal injuries, would you do it? <laughs> Probably not. Because you'd still have to deal with the PTSD and shit. Yeah. I don't know, I might, like, because, okay, here's the thing. If you chose to do it, then instantly your memory of knowing that it was going to happen and knowing that you were going to be okay would be erased and you would have to go through the experience thinking that you were going to die definitely and without knowing like oh yeah whatever I'm in a plane crash but I'm going to live like no 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 you you don't know that fuck but you can choose right now to, to enter that experience do I have any other options besides that one you can just not get on the plane Those yeah I'd probably, probably take that one See, I'd probably go stretch and go for a run. I might get on the plane. Just because, uh... If you went through that experience and you thought that you were going to die, you would definitely bring something really powerful with you away from it. Because, like... You would... You would actually think, okay, I'm going to die. You would, ex you would like... Okay, I'm I'm gonna enter the next dimension, and like something about going through that, but then not and still living. Like you would have, you would be, you would have like that shamanistic information where you you you, you would just be closer to something divine. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. We're going through just an elongated plane crash right now called life. Yeah. The plane's just going down the whole Very slowly. time. Exactly. Right from birth. Sometimes it's you like just forget about plane. it, and then sometimes... The plane is going down. Slowly. I got some time left, though, before before it crashes. Yeah, which is a, it's a really good base on, like, yes, definitely take Monday off and go skating if it's summertime. Yeah. Because there's a version of today where I'm at work right now. Yep. I don't like that. And you're you're thinking about this. Yeah. This alternate reality is good. It's very good. Yeah. I think I would take instead of the plane crash, I would like an ayahuasca session or something. But I don't even know if I'm ready for that. I don't mind going very slowly. <laughs> So we're in hope. We actually just passed a sign that said entering hope. Entering Are hope. you going to get a coffee? Oh, um, yeah, I guess so, hey. Yeah, I might get a coffee or something at the gas station. There's a Tim Hortons up here. Get a monster energy drink. Oh, yeah, we could get one of those, no? Eh, maybe. I might just get coffee. Sugar-free Red Bull. I haven't done the energy drinks in a really long yeah. time. I kind of like... Fuck energy. I I'll like do coffee. iced coffee, probably, is what I'll do. It's just a lot of sugar. Black coffee is just the way to go. Holy shit, it's going to be so hot. Really hot? Get a 
nice hot black coffee. Should we keep this going for when we order the stuff? Sure. This is exciting. Street skating here. So we're on time. We're 14, 14 minutes early. So Very impressive. Yeah, we left at uh, about quarter to eight. Arrived at about quarter to ten. So about two hours. Podcasts in cars make the drive go by very quickly. I hope this worked. We'll find out. Yeah. We should. We should almost. Um, we should almost record the second half on the way back. Yeah, definitely. Because the way back will have a really different vibe. Because we'll we will we'll have been skating in the sun <laughs> for really long periods. So we'll be in a, a haze. Oh, I made the worst mistake of putting on suntan lotion on my face the other day, and then it sweat. I sweated into my eyes. Oh, it stung so bad. Do you have suntan lotion for today? No, I just I have don't. leather skin. Yeah, my farmer's tan's amazing right now, where it looks like nice. you're wearing a shirt with nipples and a little bit of chest hair. Oh, I like that. I don't think I can do the shirtless. Okay, so yeah, let's let's get a medium coffee. And a muffin. Hi, what can I get for you today? Hi, may I please have a medium black black coffee? Oh uh, yeah. A medium black coffee and um, what kind of muffin? Uh, bran or any muffin. And a bran muffin. Uh, let me just check. The cranberry apple. Cranberry apple. Oh. Uh, the only brand that we have. Anything else? Yeah, uh, yeah, a medium iced coffee, and that's everything. Okay. Oh, okay. That's everything. Five sixteen, please. Thank you. Thanks. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think the muffin's on there. I didn't understand what she was saying about the muffin, <laughs> but it sounds like you're gonna get a muffin. Yeah, like when I'm when I'm ordering stuff and there's any complication at all with like the the thing, just or say whatever. I, I just say okay, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to deal with any back and forth, <laughs> any negotiation. Just yeah, okay, give me give me the piece of bacon. I don't care. <laughs> Dana and I were laughing really hard one morning. There was like the guy that was really flustered. Oh, tap. Yeah. There's the guy that was taking our like kept going, okay, just a sec, just a sec, just a sec. Anything else? Nope. Thank you. Like the person working? Yeah. It's like a younger guy at a Tim Hortons. It's just like, okay, just a sec, just a sec, just hold on, hold on. We kept laughing really the best prank to play on like a 15 year old with, with a first job is before they go in, feed them mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and then force them to have their like first shift no. at like a Tim <laughs> Do you watch any of the Vice um, something something on acid? Yeah. The one, the monster truck one is so funny. The guy does oh, I think uh, acid and goes to the monster truck derby. That one would be so, <laughs> so horrified. <fucked> up. <laughs> Yeah, because that's like, like smelling the gasoline and like the really loud 
trucks and he's just freaking out. Oh man, it's funny. Fuck that shit. <laughs> that's all. That's all. Like a good exercise to do is to just be thankful you're not on any drugs in any given moment. Yeah. Especially be, be if you're thankful your for job. your sobriety. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I'm not extremely nauseous and paranoid. <sighs> this is great. Sobriety is a pretty good drug. Yeah. It's pretty clear. Yeah. It's pretty easy to navigate. It's world. really good. Even um, it's not challenging. I like beer. I really like drinking beer. I just oh, oh, oh. I really don't like hangovers. Even if you have two, as you get older, really? you can feel it the next day. You just feel slower and sluggish and foggy. Yes. I love the feeling of like partying and laughing a lot. Like having oh, a really yeah. good night. You can drink a lot and wake up in the morning still feeling really giggly. Mild euphoria. Yeah. Because you, you've opened the, or it's a heart opener. That's why. Yeah. That's why we love alcohol. Heart, shortcut to heart opening. To open your heart without alcohol takes a lot of fucking work. It's true. Oh, shit, I haven't been here in so long. Anticipation of. Goddamn. So I have to 720 to one foot that gap. Yeah, you said that's what you were gonna do, hey. First thing. Oh, beautiful empty park. There it is. Yes. Not we had that soul. new double rail too. Sweet handicap. Fuck. Skate that. Wow, perfect. Peep the Instagram for the picture of what we're about to pull up to. Oh, this looks so fun! Shit. Holy shit. Don't fuck yourself up. <laughs> Welcome back. We're back. This is the post-skate session uh, podcast part two. I've been picking my nose a lot. I get that boogers. And go ahead. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Joey, the sun won today. I got I lost to the sun. Well, and you didn't disclose the information that you woke up with a sore throat this morning. Cause I I thought it might go away, so I thought by by talking about it, it would make it more real. So I tried to ignore it. Wow, <laughs> it's loaded. But, uh, Don't translate that into other areas of your life. No. You need to talk about things, Tom. Well, there's that point. There's, there's, When you're getting sick, there's a point where you admit to yourself and to the world that, hey, I'm sick. But yeah. in, in the beginning, oh, you you're could, like, oh, I could shake yeah. this. It's just a little... I just woke up a little weird. So so you, you, so you do deny it in the beginning. Yeah. And you, then there's that breakthrough point where it's like, yeah, I'm not 100%. You can trick yourself yep. sometimes. I hate that scratchy throat feeling. Sometimes I'm always there. I'll be like, fuck. You wake up because you know your week is messed now or maybe two weeks. You don't know how long. Yeah. It's because you've had like a busy last little bit. I'm sure that your body is just kind of telling you to chill out. Yeah, maybe. But you still powered through. 
Yeah. And the sun won. The sun beat a lot of us, actually. Like, I started strong. We started strong. Well, I started strong. And then... Uh, I started to feel really weak and achy. And, like... My head was... Like, I could just tell, like, I would I would be like, okay, I'm going to jump this thing or, or something. Oh, and then it felt like your head was kind of loose? Yeah, on the approach, I was like, no, I'm not, like, fully capable of this right now. Were As you? opposed to when you have that, like, super confident, like, yeah, I can just do this. We might have to go back for a rebate. We might. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, when definitely. you're 100%? Because I think we did well. I think, well, you did really well. You no, did really, I, really well. I still think it felt very safe for me you didn't break through no I did a lot of the shit that I would do at the Kamloops park just at a different park kind of yeah I kind of like that toe slide I liked and then uh, I didn't yeah I didn't feel like I was pushing myself I still had a lot of fun that's where I feel like I could go back and try even a little bit harder yeah not that you have to though Dallas and I were talking about that no kind of like built into us to want to try hard yeah we want to add extra things to tricks or we feel like certain tricks aren't good enough yeah too hard on ourselves yeah but it was really fun I think it was successful such a good I didn't know that group of people were going to be there everybody everybody was on wizard frames and yeah there was, everyone on wizard frames there was nine of us but Dallas Kurtz showed up Stuart Braddy Brian Long Brian Long Mike Grant and Tim and Leon, Joey and Todd. That was the biggest wizard frame crew <laughs> probably ever in the history of rollerblading. It's too bad we didn't Nine get a people. picture of everybody wearing the skates. It was really fun that everyone was skating them though. Yeah. Because it was people zipping around <laughs> going really fast. Yeah, there was, was points really where cool. all of us just had extreme amounts of speed coming off of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in that park with like the really whippy banks you know part of the video is really good when uh, Charles Dunkel it's in like one of the rejects or maybe a, just a section oh, he does some he, crazy trick like into a bank and he has so much speed and it's like a long shot of him rolling really fast and kind of sketching out like in a parking lot and when he lands it he like puts his hand down and shakes his head a little bit I can't remember maybe that was the same one or maybe that was a different one what is he? He just does the sketchy roll, or yeah, some kind of like maybe he grinded a pipe and went into a roll. Oh, he, he did the thing where like you could tell they kept was, it in because like he was going so fast and it looked like he, and was, he was like scared, trying so hard to hold on. Yeah, well, he was he was probably an anti rocker going so fast and trying to like keep control and turn. It's when you have to land in a turn that was happening a lot because you would land coming out of the bowl area and you would be going into something. Because there was like meridians yeah. and pyramids and stuff. I didn't hit that side. I was too scared. But it was really fun. So many possibilities at that park. That's why I feel like it was kind of an introductory session. Yeah, because it was pretty simple. Yeah, and plus it was overwhelming. It was like so fun that all those people were there. So yeah, it's it not is like, harder to skate when there's a lot of people. Yeah, if it is just like two or three people filming, it's easier to focus, but it's more of just like a session. Yeah. Like it was more fun totally. just rolling around and popping off of stuff and yep. yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's really true. It's a lot easier to focus when there's less people. But I mean, if we had that many people and we were doing like two or three days, it would be fine because we would have like like we have to get back home, but we would have like gone swimming and then maybe hit another park, and so it would have been wouldn't have had that we always have that feeling of like we have to get as much done as possible in a short amount of time as possible yeah so we're like having to transition into more of just a session yeah it was fun and it was also because like we skated a lot before Leon yeah how long came? we skated like, an we hour skated maybe for two hours I was thinking it'd be probably... all of a sudden it was two o'clock it was like holy shit like we had been there for four hours skating pretty much I don't want to know how sunburnt I am right now. I'm very sunburnt. I feel like I could just drink gallons and gallons of water and not pee. It's the best feeling. When you get when you go to like a gas station and get a big drink after a day of skin. Yeah, you could just keep drinking water. Did you go back to the bathroom to see if your poop was... No, I started the day... It's a good start. I took a shit, and it was really big, and it clogged the toilet, and then shitty water went all over the bathroom, and I just left. In that situation, I, I kind of looked around like, is there anything I can do about this? No. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to the person who has to clean it up but there's nothing I can do in this moment, so I'm just gonna leave. And you didn't wait to see it go over top of the ball and It did. It did, yep. I saw it splash. It was splashing out of the toilet. <laughs> Not the poo. I don't know if the poo actually came out. I left before I couldn't, have couldn't to have stay to... for that. That would've been horrific. If it was the <laughs> Metamucil poop, it's possible. Maybe. Yeah. A lot of fiber, a floaty. I kind of don't like the, the Metamucil with the sugar in it Not as much as the Sugarless Although the Sugarless has aspartame Which, I don't Is it true that that shit's bad for you? or I haven't done any studies Personally It's just something that everybody always says <laughs> They just say that aspartame oh, is aspartame. Um, I haven't seen any documentaries on aspartame Because I find I like that Metamucil Better than the stuff, yeah. the sugar-free stuff. Because I'll tell you one thing for certain is that sugar is very toxic. Sugar is. Sugar is very toxic. So say like aspartame gives you cancer. Like sugar fucking gives you cancer. Sugar is so good. It's very, very good. You just crave it sometimes. Yeah. Are you gonna, do you have any non-alcoholic beers in the fridge for when you get home? I do. Yeah, I've got some bags. Non-alcoholic You're going to have a few of those. <sighs> it's... They're they're good, but... You know... You're ready to crack? It, it sounds not, like you're ready to crack. I am. I'm getting to that point. How far? I want to drink. Todd has gone since six two months. years. Five or six months. This is the longest. Yeah. You've ever gone. Longest in my drinking since, career. Since discovering alcohol. Yeah, so, that's true. Since Definitely. you were... What, 16, 17? Um, maybe 15. That's when you first tried? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. First time in, so what is that? 17 years. Wow. I've done, I did two. I think 
I did two. Yeah, I did two months as my maximum. I haven't gone past that. It just... I remember the beer tasting so good. Oh, and God. me realizing what I had been missing. But this this is me. And this isn't for everybody, you know? <laughs> I knew yeah, summer would be Irish. the hardest for you, though. Yeah, it's part of... It's in my blood. Yeah. The Irish, like... We drink... Or UK culture in general, like, it's normal to drink... Uh, you know, a few pints on a weeknight. Yeah. And to be fucking miserable during this. Yeah, that's just life. <laughs> that, remember in Ireland, uh, me and my sister and you, because we were just at that music festival, my dad and Seema let us use the shower at the bed and breakfast, and then that scary old Irishman came out to the car after. Oh, yeah, what was, was that like, about? Don't you, don't you ever come back here again. What the fuck? So mad that he let extra people use the shower. Oh my god. Oh yeah. And he it was that. that Irish anger which is way scarier Jesus. because it was really subtle. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't yelling. It was like he had the glint in his eye. Oh All over it. People, more people using the shower. Yeah. Wow. Maybe because there was people waiting for the room. I don't know. Irish hospitality. There you go. Yeah, people were either really drunk or really angry. One or the other. Yeah. There wasn't much in between. Yeah. So. Scottish people right. seemed a little bit happier. Yeah. Pleasant, or just maybe it sounded that way in the accent. We had an ambitious plan to skate a bunch of places today. <laughs> But with a group that size, you just have to accept that you're gonna stay in the one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Because someone's always skating when when the group is that big. Yeah. And and certain people are on fire at certain times. Yeah. I forgot how. Uh, yeah. It's another plus of skating in the evening or really early in the morning is the temperature is really nice. And like if you get up at yeah. four thirty in the morning and go skating, or you go five ish. Most efficient use of energy. Just skip the middle of the day. Like, uh, yeah. For the tour, I think we should go at this time of day. No, almost no skating. No, no. Definitely. Just not. like go swim or something, or yeah. hang out, hang out, or sleep even. Yeah, could even sleep. Check into an air-conditioned hotel. Yeah. And just like watch some TV. Watch some, watch some shitty TV. Did you medicate yourself today? Uh, a little bit. Did it help? No, it just made me accept the fact that I wasn't going to skate anymore. That's good, actually. Yeah, that it is. Yeah. yeah. You may have been harder on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I demand so much of myself. I've only been skating for four hours in the sun. Come on. Give me some energy. I want to do more. But my body's like, no. I'm tired. Yeah, you can't. Sometimes you can override it. Sometimes, but if it's really hot, chances are you can't. Like if I went skating again today at, at a new park at sunset. Oh, you'd, yeah. I could probably could. break through. As long as you weren't having that. You're talking about if you were normal, not if you were sick. Yeah. Now that you I'm are not sick. Even sure, I'm not even sure if... I think it might just be allergies. That oh, I brought allergy medicine too. Mm. Could have been. 
know I can feel it. I try not to though. I've had some really bad experiences with allergies and caffeine where I, I get too much of that like shaky feeling. Yeah, I don't, I don't care for that allergy medication. No, I don't. Sometimes it works and sometimes it just makes me feel really shitty. Yeah. I'd rather just have the allergies. Yeah, the bee pollen thing worked, but you have to be consistent with it and it has to be bee pollen from around the area. I don't know if it was placebo effect, but uh, it works for a decent amount of people. Yeah. Come on, come on. Go, 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 go. Shred it. Shred it. 1-800-69-SHRED. Call 1-800-69-SHRED. Document destruction done right on site. We destroy documents that you don't want anyone to see. That's a really good, like, fake business to have on a van. I'm sure that's just yeah. filled with drugs right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, are there that many people with that many documents that need to be shredded? Isn't it really accessible to just get a shredder yourself? Yeah, well, it must be on an industrial scale. And the one just thousands of documents that can't top secret documents. 1-800-69, you couldn't come up with a better fake number. 1-800-69-SHRED. Sounds like such a fake number. It's probably fake. But you know that you fucking made it when you have, like, boxes and boxes of documents that need to be shredded. Like, you know that you're, you're balling. I don't get how that works. Like, there's shredded documents in that van. Why is that van even traveling to a new place? Where is it going? Maybe it shreds documents. Maybe it needs to shred documents in Merit or something. Well, yeah, it said on site. Just destruction done right on site. We need to destroy these documents. I'm on our. I'm on our way. We're on our way. Oh, so you are the documents. Okay, let's destroy them. That's so weird. Can't you just destroy your own documents and get rid of? Yeah. Them? How hard like... is it to destroy documents? How? Like, like if you throw them in a dumpster. How likely is it that it's gonna they're gonna fall into the right hands? Yeah, and even if you or are paranoid, like, like put them in different dumpsters around the town or something. So yeah. like people are gonna find them and try and put the documents back together. Yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting to talk to that guy and find out like who his clients are. Like who what kind of company is destroying that many documents that they need to outsource the destruction of their documents. I've never needed a document destroyed. I've never needed a document destroyed. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe one day we'll understand what it's all about. Maybe like my mail, like I rip up the address, but I can just do that manually. I don't need to outsource that. I can, like, do you think he gets calls like, yeah, I got a letter here that needs to be destroyed. <laughs> okay, I'll be right over. <laughs> it seems so fake. It just seems fake. Yeah, Every office has hard. a document destroyer. Yeah, like the paper shredders? I don't know. Maybe yeah. someone will tell us why it's important. Do you think, think he has like a big industrial like paper shredder in the back of that Maybe he van? just has just a regular one that you get at Staples for $30. <laughs> He's just really into doing the business. He's just really fast. Like, it's him, but he can put the paper in it so fast. Just experience. Been doing this for years. Got my destruction rate up 10% this year. Got a headband. <laughs> That's where it's like, I don't know, printing services or something. Isn't there lots of this technology just available now? 
we need a oh, service get him. for it. Well, I guess it's just on a really big scale, the destruction of documents. Like mills? Do mills have a lot of oh, yeah. intellectual property on paper? Yeah, you never know. They destroy it? You never know. Maybe they that much that they can't destroy it themselves? Maybe they don't have the staff <laughs> to destroy the documents. <laughs> destroy these documents. We've only got 18 people working. Damn it. Call the professionals. Has anyone taken the course? One, I need you to one need lonely hand. I need you to travel to uh, Kelowna this weekend. It's a three-day course on document destruction. I need you to be certified. Because it's not just shredding paper, Joey. You have to shred the, the correct parts of the paper. There are standards in place yeah. for document destruction. You gotta get certified in document destruction. Yeah, definitely gotta be certified. Is it UFS? Oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I you guess. need to learn the different document destructions. There's probably a code of destruction, like what determines whether or not the document is properly destruct destructed. The most frustrating part about today was that it had to end. I got that feeling of like wanting to go drink beers with everybody. Yeah, man, that would have been really fun. But even then, like it has to be an overnight thing yeah. for me for it to be prime excitement. It was that classic like little toe dip into the rabbit hole. I like the idea of living like a degenerate and not showering for a couple days or something. Actually yeah. no, I would have to shower. Comfort's important now that I'm older. Comfort's good. Not showering, like you have to be really crazy to be able to tolerate not showering. Like if you can not shower for a few weeks, you probably have schizophrenia. Showering, it's really important, I find, for ideas and, um, like, a like ritual it, of feeling new. Yeah, it refreshes your psyche. Yeah, it really does. I get good ideas in there. Yeah. You come out of the shower, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Back. You feel really good. Air conditioning, good sleeps. Damn. Good showering facilities. Yeah. These are important. Especially if you're skating the next day. It's true. chips but maybe do you want I'm yeah I'll have pull some the, beef jerky I'll pull the bar out so there's no rustling the power bar yeah I'll pull it right out Joey's mouth is about two feet from the mic so it shouldn't be that bothersome to hear him chewing yeah that was old, that was early on I don't do that anymore you, you, listen, you listen to the feedback I do yeah I really do some of the more recent feedback isn't so good. No, there's a lot of shitty feedback. With people who... You can still do anonymous comments on this podcast. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of funny ones on, on the website. Yeah, keep, keep commenting. Those are good. Keep listening. We'll keep it up on our end. I like the comments that just say, stop, stop doing this. Why are you doing this? People are angry that they're listening to our podcast. 
Yeah, that's good. How did I start listening to this shitty podcast? How dare you waste my time? I can't believe I listened to this two and a half hour podcast <laughs> and then spent time commenting on it after. Also, I watched a bunch of your videos too. I don't like those either. <laughs> I've been following you quite closely I and I don't it. like what you're I don't doing. In fact, I'm listening to this impression of you talking about how I follow you very closely. And I don't like that either. You make me so angry, I can't look away. That's pretty good uh, beef jerky. Oh man, how's your power bar? So dry. Peanut butter? Oh, just like a caramel chocolate thing, but I've already eaten, I think, two. This is like my third protein bar today. And it's slowly melting in your hands, so you have to eat it really fast. (laughs) You're just bound by this shitty bar. Like chocolate protein bubbles in my throat right now. I have to finish it before I can reach for the drink. Yeah, you do. You're, You're handcuffed. Vitamin water is not that good, and I've bought it a few times recently. I have no idea why. It's a, a beverage that's solely successful based on its name. It doesn't actually have, it doesn't do anything. One thing I like about it is it's not as sugary as Gatorade. Yeah. But Gatorade makes not as sugary versions now. Is that what you got? I think so. I don't like when you get a drink. And it's so sweet that it burns your throat. You want that. I want to keep it simple with your beverage choices. I really think this um, day trip format to meet people from Vancouver is really good. If we can do it at least once more, even, is what we got. June, early June, July. August, September, October. It's so nice to know that we have so much time. A lot of time. See what I mean about Leon being casual about filming? Oh yeah, he has to be forced into it, hey? A little bit. He's been very, um... He needs to be pushed. Because it's not, it doesn't interest him that much. He's not. No, I guess not. Oh, that was so good after having to hold that bar and eat it really fast. Also, it's different circumstances. Yeah. I guess when a, when a, a trip is like solely for skating. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he'll be on point for the tour. Yeah. Plus, he's been doing lots of just like the really simple flat ground. He probably doesn't even feel the need to do trick tricks. Yeah. He could if he wanted to.
for traveling in the car with us. Yeah, thanks for coming, coming along. <laughs>